As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Has anyone else been feeling overwhelmed by trying to keep up with all their marketing stuff in the middle of a pandemic? You're not alone. Welcome to the Win Big Podcast, episode 64. I'm your host, Katie Gowdy, and today I'll be sharing three strategies to help you chill out or take a step back from your marketing for as long as you need. Today's episode is sponsored by my Instagram MOT. This 20-point checklist will take you through all the most important things you need to get right in your Instagram marketing. Head to thewhin.co slash MOT to sign up for the free training and download the checklist. That's thewhin.co slash MOT, all in lowercase. Now, let's get into the episode. In the last couple of weeks, I have had conversations with, I think, just two business owners directly. And then I've seen loads of similar conversations online. Business owners saying that they are really burnt out, really struggling to keep up with the the churn of creating content, creating podcasts or blog posts or videos, uh, posting regularly on social media and just kind of keeping up with everything when they're feeling drained, depressed, exhausted and, and kind of all the other things that are very normal and common to feel during a global pandemic and lockdown and winter and everything else is going on right now. So I was really feeling this way towards the end of last year. We weren't even in a lockdown, but I was feeling miserable. I was feeling stressed. I was uh, not getting outside enough. And I just wanted to curl up and disappear and not exist on the world. And I'm sure some of you remember hearing snippets of this uh, in podcasts or seeing it on Instagram. Um, I was quite open about it because I think it's important to be honest when we're not feeling ourselves and so that other people know you're not alone. They're not alone. It's not just them. You know, there's there's lots of people feeling that way. So um, yeah, I was very open about that. And this year, it's February now, but this year I'm feeling better. Not, not you know, 100%, but better. And so I wanted to share just a little bit of um, a few different strategies that helped and different things at different times um, from moving from that place of feeling crap to feeling a little bit better now. And the strategies I'm going to share here are related to marketing because that's what we're here on this podcast for. But marketing's not the only thing that had an impact, right? So I spent some time um, talking with a counselor or a therapist, um, talking through my feelings. I spent a lot of time uh, chatting with friends about how we were feeling. Uh, did a little bit of journaling, did a lot of 
walking, uh, did some embroidery, was talking about this on last week's episode a bit with Maria, um, just about what's helped me overall to feel better. Um, But I'm not an expert in those things and you probably have other sources of that kind of information and suggestions. So I'll leave other people to, to do that side of things. But the thing I do feel I can help with is the marketing, because that often feels to people like a real obligation in their business, like a real chore, because it's such an ongoing part of running a business, but it's not necessarily the thing everybody got into business, like because they were excited about it. So I got into business because I was excited about marketing, but most people get into business because they're excited about the actual thing their business does. My business does marketing, so that makes sense for me. So if marketing is a thing which is stressful for you and which is overwhelming you at the moment, I have three strategies for you in today's podcast episode, which may help you to just reduce the stress, to feel a bit better, to step back from the marketing cycle churn just a little bit so that you can recover, so that you can feel better, so that you can come back to this refreshed and ready for it um, when you when you want to, when it's time for you to do that. And these are three strategies which I use, which have worked for me, and hopefully they will work for you as well. So let's get into it. The first option is to just stop it. Okay? Maybe you've been waiting for permission, in which case, here is your permission. You're allowed to stop doing marketing for a while. It's okay. Maybe you're able to um, bring in enough business through your existing clients and ongoing contracts and, and kind of monthly or, or quarterly or annual retainer type arrangements where you don't have to market at the moment in order to make enough money to live on. And if that's the case, you are actually allowed to stop it's okay. You don't have to post on Instagram. You don't have to write your email newsletter. You don't have to write a blog or make a podcast every week or every month or every quarter. You can just leave it for a bit and come back to it. And that can be quite scary because we're told when we're learning about business that it's important to always be marketing. And we're told that the algorithm will hate it if we don't post for a day. And we're told that people will forget about us if we don't email them for a couple of weeks. And Maybe some of those things have have a little bit of truth in them, you know, so so the algorithm, Instagram's algorithm or wherever, probably does prefer it if you're posting regularly because that enables them to show content to your audience on a regular basis that they'll enjoy. But that's not more important than you. It's not more important than your mental health. And what will happen is you'll stop posting for a while. So Instagram won't show any posts to anyone because you don't have any. And then when you pick it up and you start posting regularly again, Instagram will go, oh, yeah, they're here. Excellent. Let's carry on. It's not a long term detriment to your business. What's harder is when you're putting out all the energy to post content sporadically and then each individual piece of content is not performing as well as it might do if you're posting regularly. So so if you're feeling really disheartened because you're only posting a couple of times a week when normally you post more and your posts aren't doing as well, you're allowed to just stop. If it's not serving you, you just, you don't have to do it. It's the same with your email newsletters. If you're writing really rubbish newsletters and no one's really reading them, that's actually training email programs to stop showing your emails to people, to put you in a saved folder or a, you know, the, it's called updates or promotions in Gmail. It kind of organizes things for you. And so if people aren't clicking to read your emails because you're writing rubbish emails because you don't have the energy for it, 
then it's okay to just stop. This is what I did over Christmas, okay? I took 10 days off. I took three weeks off podcasting, but I took 10 days off work entirely. Didn't write an email newsletter, didn't post on Instagram, didn't even schedule anything to post or schedule anything to go out because I didn't have the energy to to do good marketing. So I stopped and had a rest. And that was really, really important for me. And if you feel like that would be good for you and you felt like you're not allowed to, then I'm here as your marketing guru, uh, your marketing auntie to say you're allowed. It's okay. You have permission. You can stop. I wouldn't stop forever, but you can stop until you feel better. I promise it's going to be okay. Your second option is to drop it, okay? To do less. So we're working through stop, drop, and roll with it, okay? So first one was to stop. The second one is to drop the amount of marketing you're doing. And this might be safer for you. If you don't have enough regular clients in your business or regular sales in your business that it's safe for you to do no marketing at all for a period, um, then this this is going to be perhaps more appropriate. Or possibly you can afford to stop marketing for a few weeks, but you can't afford to stop for as long as you would like to in order to get a proper rest. So you might do, you know, two or three weeks where you don't post anything, you don't do any marketing and then pick it up, but at a lower level than usual. So at this sort of second stage, like drop it level. Maybe you'll try this drop it level because you're hoping that will be enough and discover that you need to stop for a while as well and take a break. So you can do these stages in any order that works for you. You can try one and then move to another or whatever. Um, But this drop it stage is about doing less marketing because you have less capacity to spare. So in order to do this well, um, I'm going to give you a little exercise. Okay, so grab a piece of paper and a pencil or pen. Um, And once I finished explaining, you can pause this podcast episode if you want to, to have a think. Now, normally I say do this afterwards if you're driving, but most people aren't driving anywhere right now. You're probably at home. um, So you can pause um, and do the exercise if you want to or come back to it later. So I want you to grab your piece of paper and I want you to divide the paper into three columns. And in the first column, I want you to make a list with, you know, reasonable amount of space between the items because you're going to write more stuff in the other columns. I want you to write a list of every marketing activity that you do for your business when you're doing all of them. Okay, so Instagram posts, Instagram stories, Instagram TVs, Instagram reels. Those are like four different things. Email newsletters would be a thing going on other people's podcasts would be a thing. Making your own podcast, that would be a thing. So break it down into all the different activities that you're doing. Um, So everything's listed and um, you're confident you've, you know, not missed anything. Then in the second column, next to each activity you've written down, I want you to, to make an assessment of how much time or energy is required for you to do the thing. So you might be wanting to reduce the amount of marketing you're doing because you're short on hours. Like maybe your kids are at home all the time and you're homeschooling. um, And so you have limited number of hours to work in. So you want to spend fewer of them marketing. So if time is your main sort of sticking point, then put down how much time each one takes each time you do it. If it's more about energy, then write how much energy it is for you. And, And the way that you describe this will be different. But for me, 
Creating Instagram Reels, for example, is incredibly frustrating because the way that the Instagram Reels editor works on my phone is kind of patchy and dodgy and it doesn't always do the thing. And so it drives me up the wall. So the amount of energy, emotional energy required to create an Instagram Reel is very high because it's a frustrating experience. So for me, I just write high next to that one. High, medium and low might be a good way to categorize it. You could do out of 10 um, or something like that if that's better for you. Or it might be both. It might be that you're limited on time and limited on energy, in which case you can you can put both down. But you want to kind of figure out here which of these activities are easy or quick for you to do and which ones are harder or more involved so that you've got a kind of reckoning of um, those sorts of things. And in the third column, we're going to think about the return on investment. So what are you actually getting out of each of these activities? I'm going to say this as if it's about customers specifically. There might be other things that you need to get out of your marketing, but for most of us, the purpose of marketing is to get customers, okay? So thinking about the next two weeks or or three weeks or a month, but not, not a hugely long time period. Remember, we're talking about taking a short-term break here. This isn't a strategy that's going to work forever. So you only need to think about the impact that the activity has over the course of about two weeks. So next to each activity write down how many customers are you likely to get from this specific activity. So if posting on Instagram, putting up a post on your Instagram feed means that you will get a couple of people messaging you and asking to book a service or a session or to buy something, then that would be two per post, right? And over the course of a couple of weeks, that would add up to be multiple posts. Or say... You know, every podcast episode gets you a few email subscribers, but it doesn't get you any actual paying customers. That's useful information, but you know there's no paying customers you're going to get immediately because of a podcast episode. But you might know that when you send out an email newsletter, you get 10 sales or you get four inquiries or something like that. So you're able to say, well, getting people on the email newsletter means that people from the email newsletter can then buy something. So the email newsletter there is the important thing to keep doing and the podcast episode potentially can wait because it doesn't have that direct impact in the short-term period of bringing in customers to your business that you need. So go through all your different activities and think about which ones are necessary to bring in customers, which ones actually bring in customers directly. And then is there any other activity which is like contingent on that, which you might do if you have the energy, but which is less close to the kind of conversion, the part where the customer actually buys. I hope this is making sense. I haven't actually explained this out loud to anybody before, so I hope it's clear. But this podcast episode is the first time I'm actually talking this through. So bear with me if it sounds a little a little muddled or if I haven't explained it in the most clear way. But your three columns, you're going to say, what's the activity? How much time and energy is required? And over the course of a, a couple of weeks or a single instance of doing the thing, how many customers are you going to bring in from that one specific activity? Is it a few? Is it zero? Um, Lots of them will be zero. It's normal for lots of them to be zero. Most of our marketing activities compound on top of each other to bring in customers over the long term. And I get that. But again, this is about a short term 
kind of emergency crisis strategy. So it's okay to ignore that compounding effect for now and just think about what is going to get me a customer immediately, because that's what's important right now when we're in this sort of crisis window. The goal is to work out what's your minimum viable marketing strategy, almost as it were, to, to steal a phrase from sort of agile business startups. Once you've put the table together, you can then look through all of the different things and think about which of these activities do I actually have the time and energy for? Maybe you've got the energy to do three activities which don't require very much energy and that's all you have the capacity for. So you're going to look and see, do any of your low energy activities bring in customers? And those are the ones to prioritize. And if none of your low energy activities bring in customers, then look at your mid-level activities and say, okay, can I do just one mid-level activity to bring in customers? So you're looking for the amount of work there is there that fits best into the amount of time or energy you have available to bring in the most customers in the short term. I hope I've been clear that this is a short term strategy. I think I've said it now about seven times. So hopefully we've picked that up. And then make a note to review this in a couple of weeks, right? So give yourself an hour appointment in your calendar to say, you know, review crisis marketing strategy and come back to this table and figure out, is there more I can do? Was my assessment of how many customers I get from each thing, was that accurate for the things I've been doing? Um, And kind of making sure it still makes sense for your business. And maybe at that point, you'll have a little bit more time or a little bit more energy to bring in something else. Maybe your need to bring in customers will be stronger than it was before. So your trade-offs will have to change. Um, But hopefully you'll be able to see a way forward each time you review because you now have all the information here in front of you to make decisions from. So that's the kind of second strategy, the second option on dropping the amount of marketing that you're doing in order to give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack so that you can rest, recover and focus on delivering services and products for your clients for a while rather than doing all the marketing as well. The last option is option three. This is about rolling with it, okay? So maybe you did the table from option two and saw that none of the activities that you felt you had energy for were going to bring you in actual customers, right? That you'd put the table together and you're like, Katie, this doesn't work for me. This isn't going to bring me in any customers at all. And I need it to bring me customers. Okay, so I need a different option. That's fine. This is what option three is for. Roll with it. For this, basically what I want you to do is work out how can you half asset for a while okay how can you put in half as much effort as usual in order to achieve the same results in a short window of time and again it's a crisis strategy it won't work forever we can't always do the easy thing but this is why we save up the easy things so that we can do them later okay so when i'm talking about easy things i'm thinking can you speak to your existing clients and ask them for referrals, ask them for extensions, use them as a more direct means of marketing than posting on social media or sending email newsletters, right? Can you network and use those relationships, even if you don't normally emphasize that in your business, in order to get customers in a way that for a while is a little bit easier? It's a little bit quicker to get a customer because we need that quick win so we don't have to do all the marketing. This is not a long-term change in your business strategy. This is a short-term crisis management kind of option. 
maybe, and this might be way more energy than you have available, but maybe you could offer a slightly different product or service, which is not exactly what you want to offer long term in your business, but it's short term, like a no brainer for your customers. Okay. So maybe your long term goal is to deliver online training programs, um, long term sort of coaching experiences over three months or six months or 12 months with your customers is quite a big investment for your customers. And you you get, you know, one or two sales every couple of months when you do all of your marketing, or maybe you get five or six sales or whatever the numbers are. And you have to do all the marketing to make that work, but you don't have the energy to do all the marketing. And so you're not getting the customers. So you kind of need a an easier way to make money in the short term. So you could do a one day workshop or, you know, a two week workshop where you you have two evening sessions each week for a little while or four weeks or however, you know, is there a smaller, easier version of your product or service, which you can offer to your customers, which more of them will be interested in buying than usual, will be easier to sell, easier to market than usual, but will make you enough money to tide you over until you can get back to doing things the way you normally do them, the way your business model is set up, right? So delivering short-term workshops maybe isn't the overall goal of your business, but it works as an emergency strategy, a short-term kind of crisis, fill-in-the-gap sort of strategy for your business. That's an option. That's more of a business-focused option than a marketing-focused option, but it's a good option, so it's, it's something worth considering for, for most businesses. Is there a, an easier thing to sell in the short term? And then the third option is to find ways to do what you normally do, but to do it more quickly or to do it in a way that's less energy. Here are some suggestions. Do you have a budget where you could outsource something. Maybe you can't afford to outsource something all the time, but you can afford to outsource it for a little bit of time. Um, so you could afford a month of support. You couldn't afford a month of support every month forever, but you can make room for it in your budget right now in order to keep some marketing going. So that may, might be something like getting a graphic designer to create some social posts for you. It might be spending 50 quid buying some stock photos, getting you know a copywriter who already works for you could potentially do some extra stuff one month. Or there's some free options as well. Could you get a few of your friends, like business buddies, to take over your Instagram stories for the day or to come on a Facebook live for you. So if you're normally doing Instagram stories and you're doing all the work yourself, can you get a friend to take over your stories once a week for the next few weeks so that there's still content there, but it's less work for you? Or coming on a Facebook live, if normally you're the person on the live, you come up with all of the info, you know, you plan all the content and everything you're going to say, can you invite a guest on and have them do that work? And you're just kind of interviewing or facilitating or kind of chatting along with them. So getting other people to contribute content for you, which wouldn't work all the time because it's, you know, you don't have an endless necessary, necessarily an endless supply of people who you can ask for that kind of favor. But in the short term, is it an option? Or another option is to reuse or repost older content. So rather than creating a new blog post every week for a month, could you reshare an old blog post every week for a month? Or even find a blog post in your archive and just update it a little bit. So instead of spending six hours creating a new piece of content, you can create an hour and a half updating an old piece of content 
I'm doing a couple of new pictures to go with it or, or something like that. So whatever you normally do, just doing an update of an old thing instead of the whole shebang of doing a new thing. You can absolutely reuse pictures you've posted on social media before. Uh, most people will not even notice that they've seen that picture before because they see so many pictures that they don't remember every single one in detail. So you can reuse a picture and people won't necessarily notice. You want to reuse the same picture like a hundred times, but if you've got pictures you've only ever posted once before, you can absolutely post them a second time. And that saves you the work of having to take new pictures. So there's an option. Can you resend newsletters that you wrote a year ago that many of your email newsletter subscribers haven't seen or haven't read yet? If people aren't able to access your newsletter archives, or even if they are, they probably haven't read or seen all those old newsletters you spent all that time creating. So can you pull something out of the archive, put a little note on it to say, this is from a year ago, or this is from six months ago, or whenever, um, but just do a little update of that content instead of creating it from scratch. Past you, the version of you from before, already did loads of work. So how can you capitalize on that? Maybe you could take some content you created before as a blog post and turn it into a video. Uh, maybe you could take an Instagram post you wrote in the past um, or a little series of Instagram posts you wrote and turn them into a blog or take a blog and turn it into a series of Instagram posts. So we always advise people to reuse and cross post content and take one idea and use it in lots of different ways. If there's any spaces you can find where you haven't done that in the past, now's a great opportunity to fill in those gaps and reuse that content which you haven't reused before. Maybe you could take a piece of content, normally you say you might write a blog post that's like 12 different ways to do the thing, whatever, whatever the tips are, or the advices that you're sharing in your business. And you normally share 12 different points in a blog post. Could you write a couple of blog posts over the next month that only have five points in them instead of 12, you know, so you're just, your blog posts are just a little bit less work than usual, still high quality content, but fewer words, you know, so you're writing a 600 word article instead of a 1200 word article or could you if you would normally write a blog post where you analyze four different sources of information or something could you just analyze two so again reducing the amount of work you have to do in order to create content still good content but we're talking about like if you were the kind of person who in school were the teacher's pet, you were always getting A's, you were always working loads, you were that kid who actually revised for exams and studied really hard. You probably brought that over with you into your business life. And so you work really, really hard to make every piece of marketing content an A+. What if you were okay with a while for just being like a B student? right? Just dialing it back a little bit. It's still going to be really good content by the standards of the world, even if it feels a little bit like you're not trying as hard as usual. I promise you that it will be okay to do a few posts, which are B plus rather than, or, you know, a B level rather than an A plus. I promise you it's okay to be a seven out of 10 rather than a 10 out of 10 for a little while. It will not destroy your entire business. It will not destroy your sense of self. It will just give you a break, which you probably need. And that's it. That's option three. Can you just roll with it? Put a little bit less effort in for a while. Find ways to get other people to help you so that your work is reduced. That's the third strategy. Here's the thing. Whatever you decide to do, 
It will be okay. This will not last forever. The pandemic won't last forever. Your feelings won't last forever. Even the weather won't last forever. Every day you wake up, another day has passed and you're another day closer to getting through this. In the meantime, do a little bit less marketing. Hopefully that will help. Take care of yourself. Do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself and do what's right for you. One of the things for me last year which had a big impact on how I was feeling was the loneliness and the isolation I felt whilst working. That's why with some friends we opened the Huynh Virtual Office. It's a virtual co-working space, it's on Discord, for business owners or anyone who's working from home or on their own. It's made the world of difference to bring a little bit of community and a bit of accountability into my workday and I cannot recommend it highly enough. You are personally invited to join us in this small but growing community. Head to thewhin.co slash office to come and join us. It's completely free. This has been episode 64 of the Whin Big Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.